This webmasterradio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Hi, Darren Babin here to tell you about AFCON 2010. We're only days away, June 21st through the 23rd in Denver, Colorado. Register right now at AFFCON2010.com. We're bringing you two amazing keynotes featuring New York Times bestselling author and social media expert Joel Com and a keynote conversation on the state of the affiliate marketing industry hosted by Jeremy Shoemaker interviewing Aaron Baker of Intrinsic Interactive. June 21st and 22nd, AFCON 2010 is bringing you two full days of non-stop sessions, a buzzing trade show floor full of exhibitors, speed networking. Day three, we're bringing you premium professional development from our partners at Search Engine Strategies with training from search marketing luminaries like Tim Ash, David Satella, and Matt Bailey. AFCON is almost here. June 21st through the 23rd in Denver, Colorado at the Colorado Convention Center. Register now at AFCON2010.com. That's A-F-F-C-O-N-2010.com. Come and join us in Denver, Colorado for a little mile-high marketing. We hope to see you there. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Accessing. State of search. Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Our hosts scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media and more. WebmasterRadio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Boss Vandenveld and Roy Hoiskies. Hello and welcome to another episode of State of Search. Um, we're all trying to uh, think of there are, no, there are no Vuvuzelas tonight on this show uh, because we're all deaf from the World Cup Vuvuzelas. Uh, and apparently Roy is too because he's not joining us today. No, just kidding. Jo Roy is not joining us today because he's actually speaking on a conference today. I think he's speaking for one and a half hours, so that's quite a long time. Um, but, of course, as you uh, might know, we're... <laughs> oh no, my god. <laughs> oh my god. We're, we're never going to let you listen to just just me. So I've got two people who are uh, joining uh, me today. Um, another British person, Mr. Richard Baxter, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, is back. Hi, Richard. You there? Hello, Space Research. How are you doing? You well? Hey, Richard. I'm doing very good. Thank you. Uh, glad to have you on board today again. And um, our other guest tonight is uh, our very eminent Mr. Joost de Valk. Hi, Joost. Hi, Ross. Hi. Thanks uh, for having how me. How are you doing? How are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that for two dodgies. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty tired, Bass. But you know, yeah, you just you just returned from SMX uh, Advanced in the US, uh, Richard, didn't you? I did. When did you? Yeah. When did you get in? Uh, well, I actually got in on Sunday, um, but you know, it just takes it just takes a couple of days to adjust to, doesn't it? It's like you know that eight-hour time difference. It really kicks your ass. I've, you know, I'll be honest. I've struggled a bit. I've slept through a few football matches since then. It's not. It's not been easy. Is it the eight-hour difference, or is it the drinks you get from SMX? Oh, uh, I, I, I kind of <laughs> think it's probably a bit of both. Um, you know, there was a lot of drinking at SMX. It was an awesome conference, uh, apparently. I, 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 you know, I, I remember some of it, um, a couple of panels. It was, it was amazing. I loved it. It was, it was a great experience. Good, good. Um, I've had a, I've read a couple of good posts on it, and uh, I, I still believe that I should head over to the advanced SMX one in, uh, uh, in the US uh, someday. Yeah. Uh, Yost, have you ever been there, Yost? Uh, no, I try to avoid the US as much as I can. Um, not because I don't like the US but because it's such an awful long flight and it just takes about a week to recover yeah that's that's just it but the thing is about SMX Advanced is you know the people that you meet and you know some of the stuff that you 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 get you get to see happening you know it it is you know just for networking and just to be in Seattle is is awesome obviously I got to hang out uh, a lot with the SEO Moz crowd as well, and we did some cool stuff with the tool set that they're working on, all, all of this kind of thing. So, you know, I, I I was glad to have been there. I'm always a little sad to come back, to be back, but, you know, hey, there's always another one next year. Yeah, it kind of, those trips to, uh, especially the US one, kind of feels like going on a school trip sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's You're supposed to learn stuff, but it's mostly just fun. Yeah, yeah the issue is um, it, it, there is some business in doing that, of course, and that's the reason why I, I do them sometimes. But it's just for me, it's just it, it takes it really takes me a week, and uh, there's only fifty two of those in a year. So I try to uh, to do good things in in, in every week instead of uh, fly back and forth to the US. Yeah. I, I totally agree on that. That's it's it's it can really kill you. Uh, well, at least tiring wise. Okay, yeah. um, we're gonna go uh, dive into a specific topic today, uh, which uh, is a little different from regular shows. Usually, we uh, discuss different matters which went on on uh, uh, in the past week, and uh, of course, uh, there are a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff was happening again, but we're gonna uh, skip that. Maybe in the end of the show, we'll talk about some other stuff. But um, what we're trying want to do today is talk about micro formats, and uh, that sounds uh, technical. In some matters, it is technical, and uh, both Yoast and uh, Richard are expert on the on the subject, so they can really discuss how to do it, why to do it, and all, all sort all all that stuff. Which means that I have a role on. Um, uh, on the on, on the back seat t- today, <laughs> I'm going to try to ask. <laughs> so uh, he hopes. Yeah, so so I hope yeah. to try to ask the right, right questions uh, to you guys, um, but I'm not the technical expert, uh, so I'm going to try to get that uh, right. Um, of course, uh, you can ask questions too if you're listening live. Please come on and join us in the chat room. Uh, it's already filled up uh, quite nicely, and we're gonna. Uh, you can ask questions. Uh, to Richard and both uh, and Yos, of course, uh, about the uh, uh, the micro formats. Um, 
Richard, you also. Oh, I forgot to mention that. I want to. I wanted to mention that that Richard, starting today, is also one of our blog, uh, part of our blogging team on State of Search, which I'm very proud Yay. of. So uh, yeah. welcome to nice that to also, be there. Richard. Yeah, very nice to have you. Very good. Thank and you. you started off your uh, your blogging uh, on State of Search with a post about microformats. Um, you shortly describe what they are and uh, how many standards there are, and you ask the questions. What uh, the question? What would you like to discuss? We have some yep. questions coming from that, so we're going to try to answer those. But maybe you could do it here again and just shortly introduce what are microformats? What are we talking about? What what are they? Yeah, no problem. So it's like when you're talking about microformats. I don't know if uh, Yoast, you've you've noticed this, but like to a non-specialist SEO crowd or like just a generalist sort of crowd, you start talking about microformats and people start yawning at you, right? They're telling you, <laughs> yeah, this is this isn't the the most gripping of SEO subjects, but it's a it can be. I mean, it can be potentially a pretty powerful tool, right? So, um, yeah, broadly speaking, at the moment. For some websites, microformats are enhancing the uh, the visual sort of you know search engine results snippet, and that's why they call them rich snippets. And fundamentally, microformats are just a way to mark up and describe data in a web page. And you know, there's some really really obvious kinds of data out there. So um, addresses are pretty simple to understand. You know, and if you're a human being, you see a, an address on a web page, and you, you know it's an address. You know, one two three, Fake Street, London E3, whatever it is, right? You, you recognise the postcode, but Machines are kind of different, and you know, I, I guess if you're into information retrieval, you know, you've got to write a load of algorithms to recognise all the different ways that addresses could be formatted. Well, in comes microformats, and you know, in the source code, you can just mark up what the address is, what the postcode is, uh, what the street number is, that that kind of thing. So that, in a nutshell, is microformats. It's a way to describe data to a machine, um, which which has some kind of benefit and. The benefit is totally dependent on the search engine or the or the machine that's that's interpreting the data in the uh, in the web page. So, what's the w most well-known microformat out there? That would Ooh, be pop quiz. I, I guess HCard has to be that, uh, which is the the microformat version of uh, of a V card. Uh, the, 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 which is in in itself the digital equivalent of uh, those damn cards we keep sharing amongst each other. So I, I guess that I don't know if you agree, Richard, but I think that would be probably the most widely implemented one. It is. I think it's the it's the first one I discovered. And actually, when when you mentioned um, you know the the offline sort of ICS sort of internet calendar kind of equivalent to that, yeah. this is a really really important thing about microformats. Is that the fundamental principle behind microformats is that they're looking for um, they're looking for techniques and, and coding standards that are, are so similar that they can actually borrow from there. So um, yeah, the the, the V card equivalent, right, which describes kind of you know. Uh, contact details. It, that's what that's what sort of H cards actually based on, and and it's a principle uh, that you can read all about. Uh, there's a book actually called Microformats by John Allsop, and that's one of the first points that they cover off behind microformats and why they exist. So it's the most the most used one is is the H card, but um, is it also the most well known for? Uh, I'm I'm trying to get this to a level just for a second for those who have never used it or or don't know what we're talking about. Um, okay. So, on your post, you mentioned rel no follow. Right. So, yeah, let, let, let's start at the beginning. So, there are kind of two broad types of microformat. There's a compound microformat, uh, which is uh, like we've been talking about. So, H card, which is a series of little bits of 
code that describes things like uh, you know sort of contact details. But then there are elemental microformats, and they're the individual components. So when we say like rel equals nofollow, well that's actually a microformat. So people have been using microformats for a long time in web page markup. And uh, if you check uh, if you check it out on microformats.org, uh, it's Matt Cutts that had a lot to do with uh, with the construction of that that one of the first and earliest microformats. So um, yeah, broadly speaking, that's the difference between sort of compound and elemental yeah. microformats. Okay, you said microformats.org. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's kind of where you can find all of the source material on that particular sort of approach, that particular standard. It's it's quite funny because a lot of uh, a lot of the microformat stuff came out of Yahoo and uh, Technorati when Technorati was still a, a, a big and thriving web company. Um, so it, it, they because the tag uh, rel is tag was one of the first microformats as well, uh, and came out of Technorati uh, a, a long long time ago. But it's really funny to to see how that has evolved into what it is right now. Yeah, it's quite what, interesting because what? Sorry, Basco. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say just to add to that, what what came out of Technorati uh, became microformats, um, but also there's RDFA, which I think we should cover off later on, not necessarily now. But RDFA is kind of like the W3C equivalent of of of, of the microformats organisations. So there are actually two standards that you can apply to describe data, and maybe not now, but if we have time, we should probably talk about the differences between the two a little later. Okay. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, let, let's first dive into uh, a couple of uh, uh, questions. Um, there's already one in the chat room, um, or, or kind of a question uh, from uh, actually Nicola, who's on, who's, who's been on the show a couple of times too. Uh, she says she's added H review. Uh, she the pages were validated, preview generated, and um, pages have been crawled, but she doesn't see any changes in the SERPs. <laughs> Her and the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> That that raises the question: Does it work? Why should we do it? Um, so what, what she's aiming at is that she uh, she would like uh, to have a rich snippet show for the result for the page that she added the H review on. Um, so this basically means that you get a, a star rating underneath the, your snippet in Google search results and uh, the name of the reviewer uh, and um, perhaps some other info depending on how you've marked it up. Um, the reason that she's not seeing it is that the, the number of sites that are showing uh, these kinds of rich snippets in the Google search results is very, very limited at the moment. Um, there, there is a lot of speculation as to uh, what causes a site to be in there and what not. Um, there is, in a very 1996 uh, is calling kind of way, there is a, a, a form where you can actually submit your site to be included in the rich snippets testing. Um, in which you have to tell why you should be included, etc. When I saw that form, it really felt like 1996 all over again yeah. for me. Um, yeah. To be honest, I mean, the sites that... It, sorry? Uh, but the, the sites I've seen that uh, actually get uh, their uh, H review or, or other microformats shown are usually quite huge sites that have a lot of authority. Uh, in search, and there's not too many individual sites showing them yet. Um, I, I hope that's going to be changing soon, but I can't give any promises. Yeah, same here. So, I mean, if you if you speak to a Googler about the situation, you know, they they'll they'll give you sort of a, a general response that 
the passing of the microformats is, is very much about sort of overall trust levels on the site. So the really, really high trust domains at the moment, like LinkedIn with HCard or like Yelp.com in the US with HReview. And, um, it, you, you know, you see those guys getting rich snippets in the SERPs, uh, but far, far less frequently the smaller sites. And I, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a big waiting game, especially with the, with the big stuff. So with the HCard and with the HReview, you know, if you filled out that form, uh, like say you did that last week, you're probably one of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that are waiting for their site to be yeah, reviewed. For those of us uh, who are in Holland, and most of you will probably know tweakers.net, which is a client of mine, uh, which is a pretty big uh, European tech site. Uh, we added uh, HReview and HReview aggregate on tweakers.net about three months ago and submitted it about two months ago. Um, we haven't had any of those uh, rich snippets shown yet, so um, it, it, it is a waiting game. And uh, Tweakers tonight is about the side of uh, about the right kind of authority. I'd expect to get rich snippets like that, but yeah. it's just yeah, well, it, we'll have to wait, wait and see, basically. So is um, is it uh, because that was one of the questions also in uh, uh, below the post that uh, Richard wrote. Uh, is it something which you see more in the US now than uh, in Europe? Well, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if I can just make an observation on this, right, something really crazy going on with the UK SERPs. So, um, I, I was looking at, um, yeah, like, a client search results, like a bit of local SEO that I'm doing, and um, Yelp.com in the UK is ranking with rich snippets, but Yelp.co.uk, for the same result, uh, doesn't have rich snippets, so they, they they they've got a you know they've got a bit of work to do to clear all that up. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we we get uh, reviews uh, in the in the SERPs in in Holland, but we only get them for American sites, not for Dutch sites. The only thing we get in uh, the Dutch uh, SERPs at the moment are the H event. Um, uh, micro microformatted uh, pages, so those are uh, um, mainly ticket sites. If you do a search for tickets U2 or, or, or whatever your favorite band is, and in whichever uh, country you'll do it in, you'll see a lot of these uh, uh, appearing. And they're basically just uh, one, two, or three uh, extra results below the snippet, linking you to. Uh, the, the separate events that, and that's using the H event microformat. It's really cool stuff, but it's to be honest. When I look at those results, that is spoiling my search results already because sometimes I get like uh, if you search for ticket two two on Google dot com, I get five results with rich snippets like that, and the result page is about a quarter longer than it usually is. Yeah, I mean, if you do from the UK, if you Google uh, photography exhibitions London. Uh, it's a very, very similar kind of result with uh, LondonDrum.com. Um, they, they've got a H event result there, so you've got three events with the date and the, you know, the location. Um, I don't think it's that tidy. I think they've got a lot, a lot of work to do. It doesn't look pretty, does it? You know, it's not a nice-looking SERP. No, it's it's horrible. And uh, the the funny thing is, we were discussing this. Uh, I've I've been discussing rankings a lot, and in, uh, in the last few months with a lot of people. And one of the things you notice when you see results like this, and you and you add in the other rich snippets, is that uh, when you're number three, but number four below you has uh, the has an event rich snippet like that, the, the chances of him getting more links, uh, more clicks, are are increased, of course. So it's uh, yeah, I, I really wonder. 
wonder what this will do to both the click-through rate from the SERPs to your site. And uh, so, so far, if you look at the, the search engines are actually, it, it, it all fits in, in how search engines are working on the user intent part and trying to oh, help the user get the information as, as fast as they can. Um, but the first results on testing on uh, these kinds of things is that people tend to ignore them at first. Yeah, because so they don't get still, it. Yeah, they have to get used to it. Yeah, um, and, and that's, that goes for just about any feature that uh, gets added to search results. The, the thing is, and, and I'm really wondering how, how good people will cope with this if they keep adding more of these microformats because each result will start to look different. Whereas a Google search result page used to be 10 results of the same uh, uh, that all looked the same. That that changed, of course, when they introduced blended search, um, and it's changing even more now. And I'm really looking forward to uh, to see what what people will do with this and how this will change their way of searching and interacting with uh, with the search results. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, right? So if if we're as webmasters, if we're giving search engines, uh, you know better data or, or data that's marked up in such a way that they can pass it, then in turn they're going to start working on how they can present that data back to the users and it, it, it could very possibly give us new toys in the future. I was, I was thinking about HRecipe again, right, because it's kind of one of my favorite microformats because you don't really see <laughs> it everywhere, but if you Google, I don't know, uh, banana cake recipes or something like that, you'll see a HRecipe result kind of ranking down at the bottom of the page and it's like... Microformats like that are actually quite useful. If you imagine you could have like a whole recipe search feature in the left-hand nav of Google, it's that kind of data that they need to be able to make that happen to, to a degree, right? And it True. doesn't exist yet, but that's the kind of like, you know, it, it's, uh, to me it's kind of a future of search thing. You know, it's mm -hmm. like Google Squares. You know, the results, the results in, that, in, in that engine are pretty diabolical, frankly. And you just think... <laughs> The best way to improve that sort of thing is to, if webmasters are providing search engines with better structured, better marked up data, then it just means, in turn, the search engine products can develop quicker and, and become kind of more powerful, right? Which gives so us more toys to play with. It's even, yeah, it's even more reason just to, to get your site in order to get it uh, understandable for both the search engines and the people visiting your site. Yeah. Okay, um, uh, we're going to go to a, a short break for uh, the sponsors uh, who, of course, make this show happen. And after the break, we'll uh, answer a couple of questions from both the chat room and the website. And uh, we're going to go and dive into how we should implement these kind of uh, uh, microformats. Okay, we'll talk to you after the break. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Hi, this is Joel Kamm. I want to take a moment to tell you about a revolutionary new theme for WordPress that's going to change the way you make websites. It's called the Socrates theme, and it is the number one WordPress product on ClickBank. You can see it in action right now at SocratesTheme.com. The Socrates theme has a ton of options for customizing your site, but what really makes it stand out is the ability to monetize your site instantly just by entering your ClickBank or AdSense IDs right inside the theme. That's right, there's no plugins needed. Go check it out now at SocratesTheme.com. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. 
Find out how the Jar Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The Jar Group, online marketing with measurable results. How would you like to not ever have to deal with a gatekeeper again? Can't find the direct contact for the decision maker? Stop calling the main directory because now there's Lead Researcher from eGrabber, the one-stop source for finding contact information online. eGrabber finds email addresses or lets you find people with their email address. Just look up a company name and eGrabber gives you a complete list of names, IDs, email addresses, and phone numbers that you need fast. Think of the time that you'll save with Lead Researcher. Learn more about Lead Researcher at www.egrabber.com slash WMR. That's egrabber.com slash WMR. The WordPress Community Podcast. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hi, welcome back to the State of Search show. We're having a very special State of Search show today with Mr. Richard Baxter and Joseph Falk. And Hello. we're talking... Uh, hi, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, we're talking about uh, microformats. And we have a filled chat room all asking uh, loads of questions. We're going to try to uh, answer, uh, well, hopefully all of them. And uh, if you have any questions, please come and join us in the chat room uh, and um, uh, ask your question. Um, first of all, it's uh, the microformat thing. We were just talking during the break. And um, it's not a Google thing, is it? No, no, it's, uh, Yahoo was way, way earlier with this stuff. Um, like it's, more than uh, a year. Uh, yeah, in, I think in, in 2006 they started implementing it all over the site. Mm. Uh, and in 2008 they started to support it in ranking and, and do all sorts of cool things with it. And um, it took about a year until Google caught up to the game and, and introduced them back, into, back in 2009. So, uh, yeah, it, it was uh, something that you know, Yahoo drove in the beginning, and they should get credit for that, even though they, uh, well, we won't have a Yahoo to give credit to and, uh, uh, that much, uh, <laughs> for much longer in the future. No, so, I mean, they, they, were quite, they were quite still, big on RDFA yeah. support and SearchMonkey. They, they, you know, and, and, and they still are, right? I mean, you know, that those two things still very much exist for Yahoo while Yahoo is serving organic search results. Does yeah. Bing use them? Um, I I have not seen any uh, thing about Bing using it, but it could be that Bing's market share in in Europe is so small that I couldn't care less. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I UK don't know whether you actually look at them in the U UK, Richard, but it's, you know, it's like I get I get the sense that I'm going to have to start looking at them soon. But no, I you know frankly I've. <laughs> I've got no idea. I don't know. If I bet they're working on it, but I, I just don't yeah. see it happening at the moment. We have a uh, Nicola in the chat room saying they don't. So um, yeah. she 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 probably surprise right surprise. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, Microsoft has the best uh, resume as far as uh, open standards go, right? It's. Uh, I mean, I love them for a lot of what they do, but open standards and Microsoft have not usually been the best friends. No. Oh. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to drop in a question from the chat room. Um, first of all, somebody asks, um, are the snippets being displayed determined by the type of search query? Does that matter? 
Uh, no, not really. Weirdly, weirdly enough, it seems. Um, if if a page triggers it, it, tr- it triggers it for just about anything. So yeah, uh, um, I'd, no. I'd agree with that. And it's 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 much more about kind of you know location and whether or not that site has just been accepted, you know, into the rich snippets program. It's it's that simple at the moment. It's quite odd. Okay, and annoying. Yeah. Um, right. Well, it's just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There was one question uh, which you already uh, answered in the chat room. But I'm going to ask him to answer that one again. Uh, what's the best microformat to include pricing information for hotel or restaurant websites? Well, the, the funny thing is that credit for that actually goes to Richard because he uh, uh, I, I learned from his blog post months ago. Um, the Yelp uses uh, a, a class called Price Range to indicate the price of uh, products, which is not actually in the H Review standard, but which Google does have support for. Um, so yeah. you can you can just add a. a, a a diff or whatever around the price range and give that class price range and then Google will will show that if it shows microformats for your site at all. Okay. Have you seen have you seen that aggregate price range getting pulled through into the Google local uh, the place pages as well? Uh no, but to be honest I do very little local optimization. Yeah. So, I, so it's it's like when the, when there are reviews on Yelp and they get sort of syndicated through to a place page result in Google local. Um, yeah, you, you get the price range in there as well, so they're pulling through that data, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, which is weird because Google has been saying in a lot of uh, results that they uh, only used the microform auto rich snippet data for display and not for ranking. Um, yeah. But it, it, this kind of integration it does mean that they and they certainly grab all that data. Which is one of the things oh, that, I was discussing yeah. last week, uh, because there's this, there's another uh, rich snippet which they're not using that much at the moment. H product, um, which we'll probably see end up in Google Squared because it's an obvious thing to use there. Um, but H product has availability in there. And, well, take it, uh, I mean, so I've just seen a you know we saw a question come up in the chat room just a bit ago about marking up and describing sort of brand names of, of particular products and H products perfect it's got brand um, category like the type of product category like fiction books or something like that uh, product description the product name uh, there's a whole bunch of ways that you can mark up products on something like a you know um, like a something like Amazon.co.uk right something like that. Yeah, it's it's a really awesome thing that they could use in in several ways. But the question I started asking myself immediately, uh, having been trained by guys like Mikkel, is like, do I really want to give my availability data to Google? Because from a user interface perspective, it would make a lot of sense for them not to show my product results if uh, if my product isn't available. Yeah, uh, and there's another issue with that as well, which is that if you start standardizing your markup on your, like, let's say, your shopping site web pages, suddenly you're opening yourself up to just a lot of kind of scraper sites, like anybody using XPath to pick the data up, they've got a much, much easier job of it if you're, if you're standardizing your approach like this. Yeah, it, it, it's really easy now for, uh, for a scraper as soon as stuff like that is, it goes into. It's the same goes for recipe, I guess. Uh, if, you, if you build an, a, an easy XPath-based scraper to scrape recipes off of other sites, uh, yeah. it, it's very easy to do now because Google is telling you w- which sites have that exact uh, markup. Hmm. 
So, yeah, it, that is something to consider. On the other hand, I don't care about scrapers that much usually. Um, so I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I would be worried though about Google not displaying a certain product because I've said that it's not available. Okay, um, I've got another another question uh, um, from the chat room, and Donnelly asked two questions already. I'm going to try to ask the first one first, and then the second one. Um, I think this is one for Yoast also, uh, because it's uh, WordPress related. Uh, are many CMS-based files or plugins using microformats? For uh, hardly. Uh, and, and although it depends a bit on which one you're, you talk about, of course, uh, WordPress was, was amongst the first people to start using uh, NoFollow, um, and uh, WordPress has a great support for what's called XFN, the X, XHTML Friends Network. So stuff like rel is me, rel is friend, rel is Matt, stuff like that. Um, you, you can do that when you, when you add a bookmark in uh, in WordPress. Um, so those kinds of microformats are baked in. There are not too many things out there yet that uh, have support for things like HReview baked in. Um, Why is that? Um, because people don't care yet and don't know why they should do the, uh, things like that. Um, I, uh, you know, it's a pity, but it's uh, it's uh, people are not. It's not that well known of a subject yet, and I guess a lot of uh, the open source frameworks will start adding support for these things. Although I wouldn't expect WordPress to do it in core, but for stuff like Magento, I, I would expect to uh, integrate uh, HReview in cores. Uh, any, yeah, well, in in an upcoming release, it is pretty simple for them to do, and it is, you know, it's a, a great uh, addition to the product. Mm. And just just to add to um, Yost's comments there, yeah. So the link-based microformats uh, have been prevalent in in the WordPress structure for much longer. So rel equals tag, uh, the XFN stuff that he was talking about, and it's quite interesting because rel equals friend. Um, that's that's being used on Facebook. So if you Google uh, Yoast Devolk and then Facebook, you'll see uh, Yoast's Facebook result, and it will show like who he's friends with and. Um, Google's passing uh, that friend data from the rel equals friend in the in the href to the links to his friends on the, on the web page, and you'll see it on the Google Profiles page as well. If you mouse over any of those links with something like Firebug, you'll see rel equals friend, uh, you know, right there. So there's a whole bunch of this stuff that's right under our noses. Yeah, which, there, there is an awful lot, an awful lot of it already going on. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you're not a coder, and and also says that says that in um, in in the chat room. Can you, what, what can you do if you're not a coder? You don't um, have CMS helping you, so hire one. Um, <laughs> okay. No, uh, to be honest, um, depends. I'm not going to give out Joe's phone number, so people you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, to be honest, it depends a bit on how uh, big a site you're working for. Um, it is something that should be pretty easy to implement in a lot of CMSs. Um, mm. So. Um, don't get, don't allow your web developer to charge you five days for doing this. It's just not that much work. Um, Except for when he doesn't know what he's doing. It's, it's yeah, very so basic, very basic front end web dev. And and the thing is, like a decent a, a decent web developer, um, if you show them like the schemas, you know the, the markup and how this stuff works, um, they should just be able to pick up the ball and run with it. And then if you can work with them closely and use stuff like the rich snippets testing tool, which Nicola mentioned in the chat room earlier on, um, you know, you can 
you can get somewhere pretty quickly. It's not a hell of a lot of effort to implement this stuff. No, it's it's it is really pretty simple. Um, I've written a couple of, uh, of tutorials myself on how to do it in Magento and WordPress. Um, it, yeah, well, it, it, there's loads of tutorials on this stuff. It, it, it shouldn't, even for a non-coder, it should be doable. It, it, that, okay. It's that easy. So, um, um, and, and if it's just, not, well, you just hire someone. Yeah. So, just for those who uh, who don't know, t who are, are not technical, but want to have a have a uh, a coder do it for them, um, the things they should look after is uh, to check how many how much time they're going to spend on it, and if it's more than a day or something, then uh, they probably don't know what they're talking about, right? Well, yeah. a day would all be, already be, uh, well, it depends a bit on how many different microformats and how, how big your site is, of course. If they have to change hundreds of templates, of course, it's going to be a lot more work. But yeah. usually, this will be a couple of templates in your site. And if you've got uh, a, a semi-decent CMS, it should be a couple of hours' work maximum. Yeah, I mean, th this is the kind of thing that might impact stuff like your CSS style sheet a little bit as well. So if you've got an address stored in a div and the class is address box, right, then, you, you know, you need to match that up to the uh, correct spec in vCard instead. So it can affect more than just the web page itself, but it's simple. Okay. Uh, there is there is one case, um, and I noticed this when I was doing the implementation in Magento, is that Magento uses a, a lot of the class names that are used in these microformats, and Magento uses internally already, uh, which makes it a bit more work because you have to work around some of that stuff. But still, it should be pretty easy to do. Mm. Uh, but to be honest, the, the question is whether you really should be spending time and money on it right now if you're a small site. I don't think so. I don't know whether you agree, Richard. But yeah, I mean, broadly, if I mean, if you're working on uh, you know a site relaunch, you're migrating to a new platform today. Uh, if you can squeeze it in, do. But you know, if it, this isn't going to be that silver bullet that's going to start driving heaps more ROI, because we just can't rely on Google and and you know the the other search engines to start passing it naturally yet. And that's that's kind of a big issue. And hopefully, in the next six months or so. Uh, we'll start getting somewhere with it, and we can we can tell people that it's definitely worth doing, and they should be doing it now. Okay. Um, another question from the chat room was: uh, Do you need to be accepted for rich snippets by site or by application that is uh, using it across many sites? Um, you have to be at the moment. You have to be accepted per site. Um, yes, yeah, so a site by site basis. Yeah, so it's not. No, I wouldn't get your hopes up of having uh, 100 sites in the search results tomorrow showing those uh, rich snippets <laughs> yet. It's just no. not going to happen. Okay, um, I think it's time for uh, our second break, and then after the break, I've got a couple more questions. But I also uh, think you guys have a lot more to say, so uh, we're probably going to have to do another show on this. <laughs> Here we're going to go for another break, and then we'll be right back. So stay tuned, listen to the commercials, and we'll be right back. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. 
You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is admedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hello, welcome back to the third part of the State of Search show. Uh, we're doing a very, 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 very interesting show today on uh, microformats. And with me today are Joseph Valk and Richard Baxter, who are both experts uh, on the subject. And they're showing off to each other right now how long they've been blogging about it and <laughs> I said uh, yeah, he's Joseph, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a guy thing all over again how big is your yeah it is, it is my thing sorry <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, Joseph has been blogging about it for four years now and Richard I think three years three and a half well, yeah, around about that. Maybe a little, uh, definitely a little less than uh, Yo. So I do defer to his expertise on the uh, on on the minutia of detail of, of where rally equals tag oh, it's, it's, originated. It's, it's, <laughs> it's mostly historical data that I can add. There returns not that much. Uh, no, I do it remember yours. I do remember yours saying. Yeah, but, but this is the thing with microformats. It's, it is it is actually initially quite a difficult subject to grasp and I think one of the biggest problems with the subject is there's no easy route to entry with any of this stuff you know you just have to kind of read something soak it up consider it and then go back and read something else and you know it's very difficult to find one definitive resource even microformats.org um, I, th I think could be better for beginners uh, could yeah be better, should be better you mean it's not good enough or do you think it is well, good for beginners Perhaps just more accessible. I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, just easier to uh, get that initial sort of access to, like knowledge-wise. If you're starting from scratch, you know, where, where do you go? Where's the first port of call to learn about microformats? Yeah, yeah just, that, that is quite hard. 
Yeah. You just put uh, in microformatique.com? Yeah. Um, I mean, so I, I actually, I, I've learned a lot from reading, um, there's an author called uh, John Alsop, who I, I just like the way he writes about microformats. And I mentioned at the beginning of the show, he's got a book called Microformats, and, uh, and, it, and it makes for, a, you know, just good background reading on the subject. Yeah. Okay. I'm. Um, I'm. I'm going to go to uh, some more questions because because we have some from the website also. And um, uh, the first one is already kind of answered. Just hinted on it. Is implementing microformats currently an investment with a worthwhile ROI? Um, if I'm listening to you guys, I I'd, I'd say no right now, but maybe in the next six months. Yeah. I. It depends a bit on what on what kind of site you have and where you're located. Um, if you're in the U.S., I'd say yes to uh, for just about anyone. Uh, if you're outside of the U.S. and the U.K., um, it might take a bit more time for Google to pick stuff up. Um, but if if you're doing a redesign or you're doing anything on your site, I I definitely incorporate it because it's just easy. Okay, uh, yeah. related to that. Um Barry Adams, one of our bloggers, asks, uh, microformats or RDFA, which one will win in the end? And related to the question, is it worthwhile DRY, will we have to change everything later if, if we will, if yeah. choose one of, the, one of the both? Richard? So um, my, microformats and RDFA have, have different backgrounds and different histories. So as Joost mentioned, uh, microformats have sort of originated from the Technorati kind of crowd, right? And RDFA is is has developed or is developed by W3C and, and my understanding of this and Yoast please you know jump in at any point my understanding of this is that RDFA is uh, a feature of XHTML 2.0 um, yeah but but the thing is right so my personal preference right now is I actually prefer working with microformats and the search engines uh, give uh, give give them both equal sort of weighting. So I mean, if you look at um, our friend Jonathan Stewart from ReviewCenter.com, he's using RDFA to mark up his reviews. Uh, but you also see reviews working with microformats too. So really long-term stuff. Um, I get a sense that maybe RDFA, but with some microformat stuff built in. I mean, can, can I make so this even harder? Yeah, Can I make this even harder? Um, because um, we've got actually we've got three standards. We've got microformats, we've got oh. RDFA, and we've got <laughs> microdata, which is the HTML5 way of doing it. Um, so in the end, microdata will win. Um, because um, the good thing about microdata, which is just about as simple as microformats, is that it doesn't interfere with your CSS class names and IDs. Yeah. Um, which is uh, can be a bit annoying. Um, but um, my guess would be that in the end it will be microdata, but that only works if you do, you're doing HTML5. Um, Google supports all three of them. Um, what's what's the difference? It's just a, a different way of marking up the page. Um, RDFA is a bit more, a, a bit more verbose, but. Yeah, it's just That's a slightly right. different language each time. Um, and I think the right way to describe it is that RDFA is kind of XML namespace based. Um, where microformat implementations, uh, you'll see just it, it, all the descriptors are based in the class equals attribute in inside a like a container or something like that. So uh, the, the difference is obvious, and it's really worth having a look at the Google documentation on all three options. And yeah, microformats is uh, so microdata is really really interesting because that they they announced they were supporting this. Uh, I think about maybe six months ago. 
or thereabouts. But the documentation for microdata is very, very poor. There's just very little that you can actually go and Google and, and, and get information on. Okay, so is is that also the question and uh, answer to the question in the chat room on how to use microformats in HTML5 that you have to go to microdata? Yeah, I, uh, you can do the normal microformats way in HTML5 with no uh, that'll work without any problems. Uh, but I'd mm. switch to microdata. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um Okay. Good, good answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for another question uh, from uh, Linkjuice. I don't know if he uh, he's actually in the chat room, but, but he uh, did ask a question on the website. Um, is it worth using microformats on single pages of your site, or should it only be used as part of a larger operation? For example, iPhone apps for SEO yeah. is a post they did on um, uh, which includes microformats. And HReview in particular, is this giving them any benefit or is it a waste of time? Yeah, so I mean, it, it certainly wouldn't hurt you to, I mean, if you've got an address on a web page, right, somewhere, like if you're a small business, then mark it up and, you know, mark it up with um, HCard. Um, but I think the trick with this stuff is that, you know, for the large dynamic sites, like loads of address data, you should be doing it pretty consistently across the entire site. And typically, you know, you've got five, maybe six page templates, but hundreds of thousands of pages. So it's pretty easy to implement across the entire site. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, last question from the, the website. I use rich snippets, says uh, Thomas, for some reviews on the site, but Google doesn't show snippets at the result. It's actually it's kind of the same as we had in the beginning. Um, so it doesn't show yet for everybody right now. Um, is there something people can do to uh, um, to test it? Can they see uh, if if it if it works? Yes or no? Uh, without having to have it indexed by Google. Yeah, Google has an awesome tool called the Rich Snippet Testing Tool, um, which you can just throw a URL in and it will tell you how it has passed that page. And uh, it'll show you a preview of the snippet that they'll show for that page. Um, it's, it's, it's completely uh, accurate and works quite well. It, just Google Rich Snippet Testing Tool because it has a Google-like URL, which is crappy and long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's, 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 it's a really room. fantastic tool. It's very long. I will okay. say, oh. I was, I was, you know, I was talking to somebody at SMX Advanced about accelerating the likelihood or accelerating the process to get approved by Google, and this is a totally untested theory. But there are other ways to tell Google about your content. So you know, the Google Maps tell us about your content page, right? You have to sort of give them a whole sort of, you know, review of the kind of data you've got on your website. Um, a couple of people were saying, yeah, no, you know, it might be that if you enter into Google's sort of field of vision that way, you might have a better chance at getting your microformats passed. But that's total guesswork and you know you'll just have to try it yourself. I'll show you the link and um yeah, see how it goes. Yeah. There's a there's a I've also pasted a link in the chat room for those who are listening and uh are not in the chat room. I've made a bitly uh link bitly slash rich snippet but also which also takes you to the google.com rich snippets uh page. So that's bitly bit dot Lee slash rich snippet and Rich's link is maps.google.com uh, slash oh that's a long one <laughs> so we'll, we'll just make a list of links <laughs> yeah, on I'll, I'll put that in the, yeah I'll, I'll put that in the, in the show notes also all the, all the links we're, we're discussing will also be in, in the show notes uh, 
which will be on uh, as soon as we uh, we can. Um, okay, um, let me see. Can if I, I just throw one one one, yep. uh, one quick mention? The funny thing is that um, Google seems to be calling video results rich snippets now as well. Um, so don't get confused when they talk about rich snippets and video. Um, and it, it, they seem to be uh, calling them the same, which is very weird to me, but um, at least I think you should know that, that they refer to them in, in that way sometimes. And they've even got a way uh, uh, to mark them up on the page without doing video sitemaps. So that is something you should, should probably be looking at. I've been testing with it and it works wonderfully well. Okay, cool. good, good point. Um, Finally, for a news website, is it worthwhile implementing HNews? Does Google News use this uh, microformat? I can't answer that question, but uh, I would definitely test it. I'd definitely test it. Um, I haven't got any uh, proper news sites to test stuff like that on. In, in we should probably get Brent Payne to test that for us and, mm -hmm. uh, and yep. report back. We're going to try to uh, get Brent to do that. Cool, uh, cool stuff. We're uh, we're about to end this show because uh, we are we're already out of time. Um, uh, guys, thank you very much. It's been been awesome. It's, uh, I've actually learned quite quite a bit <laughs> today. Uh, thanks for that. Um, uh, as said, I will put on all the links we discussed on the uh, show notes. And if you listen to this show and you like this show and you think, well, I want to hear more about this from both Yos and uh, Richard, uh, just uh, drop it into comments on Richard's post on uh, State of Search. And uh, if so, then we'll try to set up another show about this or any other topic uh, you want. Um, thank you guys for joining us today. Thanks uh, for having Yost, me. Yost, Yost, your show awesome. is on tonight also, right? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're on in, uh, in about two hours with Alex King from uh, a, a, a well-known WordPress plugin developer talking about... Cool, so every, everybody tune in to your show, WordPress uh, show, which is on later on tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week. Roy will be back then and we'll be having uh, Tom Critchlow as our guest, a uh, good friend of, also, mm. I think, of Richard's, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, he, we play chess a lot. He wins every time. Yeah, uh, he's a smart guy. So that's gonna be fun Very too. And uh, <laughs> hope to catch all of you next week. And Richard and Joss, thanks again for joining us, joining me in this show today. And uh, see you all next week. Bye bye. Okay, bye.